Shalom Aleichem. This is being brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shein, Administrator of Kashrus Anytime, which is the division of the Coast Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. And we're going to continue now the second chapter of uh, Esroigim and the issue of Murkavim. So as we finished off in the 1800s, basically the Esroigim and Esroigim were basically around Shechem, Tzfas, Tiberio, Malfam, and what he called, etc., etc., and they called the Baladi Esrig, which the, which is basically, uh, if in Arabic that means native, uh, to distinguish it from the Korfu or Parga Esrig that was planted in Yafu, because they wanted to make sure that they're not mixing it up with the ones that came from Greece. The Mechab of Tuas Arts of Yosef Schwartz in the Priyat Hodder writes that up until his time in 1844, there was no commercial Murkovim in Israel. There was, you know, some were doing it, but not on a commercial level that we really were that much, that we had that much to be concerned about. Uh, even though there was some Murkovim in the Sfas area, but very, very little. You were able to tell you took from the wall, but you didn't take the ones that were really uh, very well taken care of, etc., etc. Now let's take the Yemenite Esrog. The Yemenite Esrog basically was that there was a Kabbalah from Yaakov Sapir, right, to the... Kabbalah was that when they left their straw 42 years before the Churban by Esrishan and settled in Yemen, they brought along their own Esrogen with them. And basically, as we said before, they kept it by the houses. Each one planted his own Esrogen. When somebody got married, he planted Esrog wherever he lived, the Esrog tree. And then they took together. That, that we did, covered that in the, in the previous uh, thing about Esrogen. Then the Shamash would, uh, the Shul would then distribute the Esrogen to those who didn't have trees of their own. The Briskarov told Rabbi Fol Reichman, if not for the fact that his father of Chaim made a bracha on Esri, he wouldn't make a bracha on Esri because he felt that all Esroigim was Suffolk Morkov. And uh, the din is a Suffolk bracha is the Kula. Therefore, the Briskarov used to basically hold in his hand the most Mohuddik Esri when making the bracha. But he had on the table, he had Esroigim of all different kind of Yuchasim, etc., etc. Then Rabbi Fol Reichman asked him, uh, which esrig would you use if you could only have one? So he said a Taman esrig. He felt that one really had the Masuri more than the other one. But, you know, a lot of people wouldn't use that Taman esrig because they grow big, big as cantaloupes, etc., etc. And others had a problem with the Taman esrigim. A lot of times you find that there is absolutely no seeds, no pits in there, nothing, no juice, dry completely. But they really found that if you Planted in a climate that has a little bit more water, more not such a dry climate, it does have seeds and it does have uh, some juice in it, etc., etc. It depends. When dry grew in basically a dry climate, etc., Etaka was missing these kind of things. Uh, the University of California has in its citrus collection uh, a and esrig that was grafted onto lemon rootstock, and the fruit is totally dry, even though it's on a rootstock of uh, lemon, so it may look snow dry on those kind of things. But the time that came to Ertesrol in the early 1900s, they brought along a lot of the esrogium from Taman, you know, in order to plant over there in Ertesrol. And they maintained the same custom that when somebody got married, they planted in their own yard, etc., etc. And a lot of Taimada settled Rosh and and you'll take a look and you see over there, there's a lot of Taman Esrogim in those areas over there. Then other commercial growers went and replanted uh, that in other areas of Estral, uh, and they replanted some of the Taman Esrogim also in California. 
And real day, you retain the cheskas kasha as long as you know that whoever is planted over next door on a commercial base in California, that you could rely on them on exactly what it is that they threw them and then they weren't playing any games without cover, etc., etc. Now we'll go to the Moroccan Asterig. The Moroccan Asterig, what is the, the Samchus on Deris Reagan? So it seems like the, the chief rabbi from over there from Morocco, Rabbi Monsengo, who was, uh, who used to send the Moroccan Asterig to Biskarov every year, and his uh, grandfather and great grandfather, all of them were born in Morocco, and they were taking um, Asterigim that grew in the mountains of Agadar. And they said that they have basically the Masuri and the Masuri and Masuri so many generations back that those definitely were not any Murkovim and not Bnei Murkovim, not Tolis Murkovim, nothing like it. And the way the Arabs used to propagate new trees is like we said in the beginning, they bent the branch into ground and they took it, but basically, but there was no reason for our cover. Because that Sroegan was basically, as you look at Moroccan Asterig uh, over the last 50, 60 years, they pretty much look the same. You could take a look what a Moroccan Asterig looked like, and they all look basically the same. So they never really had the uh, Merkovan, and Turles Merkovan is also non existence. And it's brought down in this forum that the six Moroccan Rabbonim in 1863 confirmed the Messiah that the Moroccan Asterigan from Agador Mountains never had a suffolk about the, that it wasn't the uh, Merkov. And uh, Oroch writes that in 1857 he used the Moroccan Astig and he also had that same Messiah. Now we'll get to the Yanov Astig. Yanov Astig was mostly found among um, European people for hundreds of years. And the real didn't come from Yanov, it came from Genoa, but the, because the port was in Yanov, they called the Yanov Astig. And they said that the Messiah is Biyadena, that the Moshe Rabbeinu and others, this one used it and that one used the Yanov Astig. But it seems basically that the... Um, that a lot of them over the years said it that in the name of the Groh, at that time he said it's a mitzvah mufut to use the Yanav Astrid, because at that time he felt that it wasn't uh, Murkov. And, but since that time, things have changed tremendously. In the Sefer Priyat Hodot, he writes that 90% of Yanav Astroigim became Murkovim. And of Kellen, Mirchus Yehudah Yerushalayim, also writes that Yanav Astroigim monotons are Murkovim. Now there's uh, somebody that went and brought in uh, Ashgacha for the Yanav Esroigim, so Gurunabonim, and it's now on the Ashgacha from Sach uh, And basically, the only thing that they're really doing is, they're checking the trees, that this tree itself was a Murkov. Because they're definitely, you know, they did the Zecha a Tolda of Murkov and Bayon. The question is, a told of a Murkov is it kosher like a kill to make a bracha, or is it bidi evid, or whatever else it is, but eventually they felt that a told of Murkov is acceptable, because they don't find the trees are the actual Murkov itself, because basically, you know, the, the growers learned, you know, they were the first one, they were Markov, straight, you know, right onto that they did grafting, and then they took branches and they kept on planting it over, planting it over, and then kind of grew basically the type of Asheragim they want, and uh, a lot of them basically, the Satmar Achsidim are basically using the Yanav Asheragim that they feel it has Ashbach from the Saktis, and they feel very comfortable with it, but basically, we could call them, the Becheskes Toldus Murkov. Then we're addressing before the Yafa Asheragim, which basically came from, from Greece, from uh, Cardo, basically, what was the story with those Yafa Asheragim? Were they grafted or they weren't grafted? So it's it's very hard to determine of what happened at that time over there, if they were with them or not. So there were seeds taken from these Asuragim, they were planted in Yafa. This new type of has begun to grow in Estral. 
10 years later, Sir Moses Montefiore bought this parlor to provide the Jews of Yahweh with a source of income, and the parlor became the forebear of the Asrogim known today as the Ordang Asrogim. The seeds from these Asrogim were used to plant many other parlors, and eventually these became the most popular Asrogim in all of central Asrogim. These Asrogim were the first Asrogim in Asrogim to have pythons, and the stunning appearance that Corporal Asrogim were famous for. Then in 1873, the Chaim of the bought land in Kparchitim, near Tveri, and planted 600 trees with uh, uh, plants to plant a lot more, and he planted them from the Baladi trees, which the Baladi had a, trees had a chazaka from the days of the Beis Yosef, and uh, that basically they were not murkab. In 1875, they harvested 800, 600 Esroigim. 1883, they were up to 40,000 Esroigim, and they were using them to export it to Chutzlaretz. But, Lamaisa, they still were not able to compete with the beauty of the Karfu uh, Esrig uh, that was planted in Yaffa. So, in 1876, the Baladi uh, merchants accused the Yaffa merchants of selling the Sreigen, the Merkovim, the Yaffa merchants returned, accused the Baladi merchants of selling the Sreigen, that were not cautioned due to the lack of pythons. In order to resolve the suspicious regarding the status of as Rege Yafu, the Badatu Yerushalayim sent out a delegation of Rabbanim to inspect all the Pardesim and see if they were grafting the trees. The delegation reported their best, and there were many trees growing in different Pardesim in the Yafu area being worked with sweet lemons. They were able to identify that cover by telltale signs in the trunk of the trees, which we discussed earlier, and the joint that connected the two branches. They also brought back samples of a Sregen that grew in the Yafu Pardesim that looked just like regular cars by Sregen. However, they also testified they investigated trees growing in Um Alfam and Chitin and Tveri and Tzvas and Shechem and didn't find a single gray of the tree. The Bezdi decided to allow the Asrogim of Yafli after the trees with obvious signs of recover would be uprooted and the remainder of the trees that didn't have signs of recover would be under strict supervision of the Bezdi. As so no new recover can take place. But uh, Rav Orbach basically wrote that even though they up rooted the grafted trees they found in Yaffa, he still can't be mocked with the Yaffa Asrogim they were grown with corpo seedlings, which were definitely told us Merkovim. So he didn't want to accept that Bechlal. And then, suddenly, a letter from the Badat came out with Ashgoch and the Asrogim Yaffa, including the signature of Mayor Robach. And it's known that at the end of the winter of 1877, um, basically, the, the Mayor Robach became sick and he was... Um, not uh, in his full senses, but it seems at that time is when the letter came out with a signature that he accepted those trees as that it's mutter and it's uh, not even told this more good. Now we'll go to the Asroigim Maral Diskin. Uh, the Braverman and Kivalevat Asroigim is basically what they, they, they have the Yichas goes back to the Bishulay Diskin. It seems those have a pretty, pretty strong Messiah uh, going back basically hundreds of years. And even the Chazaynish made a statement uh, to Rabbi Frankel that he felt that the Zikni Rishlayim, the Rosh Hashanah and his father were mocked to use exclusively these Asroigim, and that they knew that there was no Arkava being done in uh, on those Asroigim. Now the Bravman Asroigim is the oldest of the Israeli Asroigim available today with a Masoretic that can be traced back to reliable source. The Baladi, which is uh, we spoke about, so... Um, uh, Rabbi Chil um, Per was once given a Bravo Manesrig by Rabbi Aaron Kotler to give his father of Nachem Mendel Per. Rabbi Aaron instructed 
him to tell his father that this is definitely not a murkov. That Bzaruch Ruven Bravo is one of Maral Diskin's closest Talmidim, and his son of Yisrael David's yard in Petr Tikva, there were the trees planted in 1894, either by Bzaruch himself or more likely by Yisrael David from Asidic, that his father told him that the Maral Diskin himself used. We don't know exactly where the Asidic planted, where it originated from exactly. We know that the Maral Diskin used it, he said, but we don't know where it really came from. The trees in Rochelle David's yard did not uh, survive much. The last one died in 1937. But before the last tree died, a son and a grandson of him planted new seedlings in his own yard in Patrick Tikva. And they died away also before 1946. So when the Rav, when the Brahman family realized that trees were dying, they transplanted in their yard seedlings taken from Rachel Michal Kivalevitz of Vatyam. Kivalevitz grew as taken from his father-in-law, the Pinchas Globman, to Kivalevitz Esrig. So the seedlings that were taken before 1946 are genuine Brahman. Those taken from Ritzchidyan after this day are probably Kivalevitz Esrig and not the famous Brahman Esrig. Where did the Kivalevitz Esrig start from? Basically, it came from the in, from the Wadi Kelt near Yerichoi. The Beladi Yisroegim Wadi Kelt had a Masada of being the original Israel Yisroegim from the Zikna Yerushalayim. The Maral Diskin was nifted in 1898 when Yechiel Michal Kivalev was just four years old. So it's safe to assume that the Maral Diskin did not instruct the young boy to play the Yisroegim. Now we'll get to the famous Chazaynish Yisroegim. The Chazaynish arrived in Yisroel in 1933 and immediately started researching the Yisroegim growing there. The first six in Etzrol, he asked his uh, friend, Moshe Lewitzki, to supply with an estrich from Ravaman's trees, because he felt that that had him asserted from Ravitzkin. The following summer, while in Tzfas for health reasons, the Chazonish visited fields near Tzfas and studied the looks of non-Murkov Etzroigim that grew wild in that area. That year, Chaim Yaakov Halpern was vacationing in Tzfas and joined the Chazonish on his many field trips. The Chazonish took an estrich that satisfied his criteria and gave it to Halpern to plant. From that estrogen descended the famous Halperin Zan. At a later time, the Chazanish gave Rev. Michal Yehuda Lefkowitz an envelope with seeds from an estrogen he shook on Sukkot and told them to plant it. When at a later time he asked about the estrogen, how he knew it wasn't a murk, the Chazanish just answered, just like a Messiah. It seems quite obvious that Rev. Michal Yehuda was never told the exact source of the seeds he received from the Chazanish. But in 1935, after Rosh we see the Chazayin Ish second-guessed his ethnic choice based on additional information he had become aware of. All he was only a short while after Chazayin Ish picked his choice ethnic, he wrote the following letter to Moshe Lewitsky, which I'm going to read it uh, to over in English. I've learned of a new kind of grafting, a commercial murk of ethnic is grafted upon a wild non-murk of ethnic, not on the land, and the Shreigen from this period are marketed as non-murkov. This is done with the instructions of Rabbanim, Rab Cook, and I have seen these Asragim. Their appearance is like ours, and therefore the Tviyasayan that I relied upon is void. I therefore want to ask you to send me an Esther from the person who had an Esther from every year that has absolutely Narakova mixed in. So it seems the Chazaynish was uncomfortable even when an Esther was grafted on a different Zan Esther, he also didn't want to accept that thing. And the Chazaynish retracted from his Tviyasayan. And why did he use and encourage the use of the Halpern Esterig? We don't know. 
Jeff Cook set out to rectify the whole problem of Merkavim. He wrote a whole sefer called Eitzadar, which he passed as regular Merkavim, and explains in length the reasons that Merkav is possible. He also writes that there is almost no way to verify if an esrog is a Merkav by location alone. Even an esrog taken from a place that's becheskes mesorah cannot be assumed to have retained that cheskes tar, since the esrog tree does not last more than 10 years. The fact that in the past the trees were not Murkovim does not prove that the newer replacements are not Murkovim. Even the well-known simonim often used to identify not Murkovim were only meant to clarify the status of a Suffolk Murkov. They were not meant to be used as a way to permit an essay, which is almost certainly a Murkov. But uh, the base of Rhyme decided that a Toldus Murkov is permitted and it would only be concerned with the actual Murkovim which can easily be avoided by checking the trees. This was the position Alang told the smorkov taken by the Badats, Alang Esroig Yafu, as well as all Rordang and Yanav Esroig, which originated from Esroigim that were told the smorkov. So now we have a Badats Esroig that says Becheskes, it's basically, you can count that it's it's in all likelihood it is a Murkov, but it's only a Toldus of a Murkov, and it's not the original Murkov of the tree. And it seems the Chazaynish was not that comfortable with the original Bravaman Esrig either, because he chose a different look than that of the Bravaman Esrig when he went looking around. Um, but based on Chazaynish, passes like, like the Rishonim that all our cover definitely changed the look of the Esrig. And uh, we so we don't know what he relied on the Sviyas Ayin, which he took the Sviyas Ayin. Uh, to rely on the Tviyasai more than the more than so-called the Mesura that we know that these weren't whatever else it is he was relying more on what the look of it is uh, so you have that they're using the Ordang the Badat's asterisk was what they're using over there which uh, we know is just not on, on Murkovic uh, stock but uh, the the Chazoynish Estroigen basically uh, it seems like the most reliable ones what we have now if somebody's looking for uh, close to non murkov even Tylodus is either the Bravman, the Kivalevitz is one step down, the Taman or the Moroccan. Those are the Taman and the Moroccan on the Yuxi because of Mesura. The help and left which from the Khazanish is to be assigned. And the Bravman seems that at that time he felt comfortable with the Bravman in the beginning. So we really don't know exactly what it is, so you're basically taking a pretty big chance with the Esroigim, especially the girls. And if you take a look at the pictures from the Chazoynish Esroigim of uh, 40, 50 years ago, then you go back to 30 years ago, 10 years ago, and now uh, they suddenly, they're, they're keeping on moving along, looking more and more like a much, much nicer Esroig, and it's very hard to say that, the, that it's because of the nutrients you give in the tree, it's more mustabar that somehow or other somebody was... Um, doing something with the trees, uh, I don't want to call it a cover, whatever else it is, but very, very hard to say, that you really have an estuary, you can really count that it's uh, it's uh, really built in Murkov, unless you're really going to take the ones from the the Moroccan ones or the Taimina ones, there you have a, a somewhat more of a chance of having it done that way. Kaltov will end with the thing now, even though we didn't cover all the areas, a lot of things were left open, not transparent enough, etc. But for the for brevity, we'll leave it at this point. Kaltov.